All right, are we started? Carl Marx. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode behind the paywall. It's balling out Marx times. Marx times. Dragon Ball Marx T. I'm your I'm your host. With the most, Alex Patak. Hello, I'm here with a good old boy from around the way, Jeremy Hammond. Hello. Okay. Katie was here and then, uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, had to leave. Uh, We are here with a very special guest returning to the podcast in an entirely different apartment. The very strong Chad Vigorous. I'm glad to be back. You know, I love anime as as a black. Anime is one of my favorite things, <laughs> along with <laughs> along with crimes and. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard great things about crimes. Crimes I've are pretty good. Into it, I, you, know, you know, dabble. You can dabble in some crimes. Maybe commit a small a small fire, small arson. Let me ask you about this because I do this very regularly. When you sneak food into the movie theater, is that a crime? No. Yeah, but it's a victimless crime. It's a victimless Although crime. Although technically the movie theater suffers because they make their money on concession. It's AMC, though, so this is Robin Hood-style antics. I mean, I don't know much about AMC's uh, business structure. Are they big Trump donors? Do they Are they libertarian? or? I mean, I don't know who has the money at the top, but they are in every city in America, yeah. so I well, assume it's fine. And we all know that AMC stands for American MAGA Cinema. Yeah... That's true, and I, but I love going there because I'm part of the Stubbs Club. <laughs> I'm a I'm a premium member at the Stubbs Club. I could see three movies a week. That's great. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still struggling. I don't know when this is gonna come out, uh, but I'm still struggling for, with Epstein brain. Not to date, not to date the episode. So whenever anyone mentions anything that's not part of my day to day life, I, I wonder if it can be fit into this new conspiracy theory uh, web I'm doing. So I was like, oh yeah. I wonder how I wonder how this movie theater chain. I was at least I had convinced myself all day yesterday that like the barstool sports guy was a deep state operative to distract from this david portnoy i don't know his name it really is it jonathan portnoy it's something portnoy mm. really? the point is the dude who was like on twitter all day just like if you unionize i'm gonna kick your dick off oh, no, yeah. he, he's still at it actually as of this recording like, oh dude hell point, yeah he's still he's still tweeting and that's why i'm saying like no one is that dedicated to anything unless they are a deep state operative trying to distract from the assassination of an infamous pedophile billionaire much like the eternal struggle of communism the epstein case will live forever so you can't really date it can you yeah can Much you like- date the cresting of the illuminati's head into public eyes much like Capital was unsuccessful in its day but became a worldwide work in, in the future, so yes. too yes. will Jeffrey Epstein's brain and penis become <laughs> more prolific as the ages roll on. That wasn't his ears in the cell. Look at the tape in the cell. That's not his ears. Oh, you, mm. dudes, you dudes are professionals. You dudes are, are great with like uh, transitions from one topic <laughs> to the other. I just, I, just, I just go for it. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. New, new topic. <laughs> I'm bored now. <laughs> but his name is Jeffrey about, Epstein. Let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein's ears for a moment. Yes, <laughs> you got, you got yes. the improv comics or that is... Uh, is that where you get that where you get your sort of like uh, quick agile mind? No, improv comics can't 
uh, uh, transition very well. That's their whole thing is that they do the... They have someone run in front of them. That's right. the only way they can transition. They do the Herald because then it's broken up into scenes and you could just be like, okay, this scene's over. Now we're doing a totally different scene. We'll come like, back to this later yeah. when we've thought of something. We could pretend we thought about it on the spot. And for this next scene, uh, I'm Karl Marx and uh, Jeremy is Jenny Westphalen. Jenny, where is my briefcase? <laughs> <laughs> Great impression. I put it right here. Where is my big briefcase of ideas, Jenny? Well, Carl, because I understand you so well, um, I've put it uh, by the coat rack in the front of the house where you'll see it as you're on your way out. Another hilarious scene. Yes. And that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll that's the kind there. of things you have to do. We'll cut there, and then, uh, because somebody in the audience said marks as our word... Yeah, we uh, needed next, one word to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next scene <laughs> will be a totally different scene with a different interpretation of marks, where yeah. we're two students mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. classroom... And uh, I'll say to you, Alex, wow, look at these marks we got on our papers. Wow, uh, it sure is red. Weird that we got red on our papers, seeing as we are on the moon and it's 9-11. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. And scene. And see, that's how it's called a game. (laughs) You want to enhance the game as you do it. You're teaching me a lot about improv. Usually Mm -hmm. when I see someone does improv on their Tinder profile, I just swipe to the... Right? Left? Which one's the bad one? <laughs> which, I don't which one's the please leave Improv me alone? is all about yes and. <laughs> yeah. Yes and leave me alone. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, they have more courage than I do to put that they do improv on their fucking profile. Because frankly, like taking someone to your improv gig on the first date is like, you know, that's a. That's a dangerous game. That's the most. That's the most. <laughs> the dangerous most dangerous game. game. Yeah, 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 it's not hunting people. Yeah, it's, it's watching certain- improv. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather someone. I'd rather someone hunt me for sport on the first date than fucking watch me try to do improv. Oh, did you guys see they canceled again? This dating this. They canceled the the hunt movie where they're hunting people for sport because of all the mass shootings. No. So there was a movie that had this hacky premise of just like, what if they're hunting people for sport? We're just like, yeah, there's. Hundreds of movies and stories that already exist about this. Yeah, and there's another movie coming out at the same time yeah. already about this. Ready uh-huh. or not. Ready or not is Ready about not. that. And they were going to come out at the same time. And then they said in response to the shootings, it's not going to come out. And it's like, what is the line for you? Well, I yeah, don't also understand. it's weird that that movie was in production since 1996 when <laughs> Columbine happened. <laughs> well, I mean, frankly, I think it's just because that one has a much more explicitly political. I mean, it's a, it's a Blumhouse horror feature. Mm-hmm. So like Blumhouse is about as subtle as being fucking kicked in the face by a donkey. So um, all of their satirical work is always just like right on. Like think about the purge. Think about how on the nose the purge is, and how like ultimately speaking, they lack the ability. To be like oh, here's a subtle metaphor for class, for class and race in America, and the ways in which the rich exploit the poor. A la fucking I don't know, Get Out or yes. Us. They're more like. Look, watch these fucking billionaires hunt poor Negroes like <laughs> like <laughs> for sport in the ghetto. It's like also there's the Klan. You're like oh. Okay. The Look clan at this is literally guy. there. He's got a Uncle Sam mask on, but he's got X's painted over the eyes. Yeah. What Symbolism. Makes you think. What if Ronald <laughs> Reagan was in the purge? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird that Blumhouse is also slang in Britain for a porta potty in which you do sex? What? <laughs> I've heard that. A Blumhouse. You go into a Blumhouse and you get serviced. <laughs> Is it a real thing? Or are you making this up? Uh, why would I make it up? I mean, is that a real question? Just if it's a joke and no one laughs, is it a fact now? <laughs> I mean, it, might, it might be a prank. 
If it's a joke and no one laughs, it's a prank. That's what I've yeah, learned from David Portnoy. Pranked. It's a prank. Sorry, dudes. Labor violation, just Bar a prank, stool bro. Barstool sports, dudes. <laughs> Don't unionize as a bunch of fucking nerds over there. Only pussies belong to unions. Yeah. Uh, real men, real men uh, watch other men get sweaty and grapple. I, and then, on and fucking ra- bar stools, dude. Dude, I've never been supported by another man. That sounds sus to me. <laughs> <laughs> any any conglomeration of more than one or two men in the same room or office building is automatically suspect. So, yes. No, I've, I've learned this from my times in the Blumhouse. <laughs> <laughs> we can learn so much from other cultures. My own little, my own little, like, my own little Blumhouse experiment a la, a la tea, what, the tea room experiment? That, that's, a, that's a throwback. Oh. Deep, deep, deep cut for all my social scientists out there. Way back. <laughs> Into the tea room. Way back before they had, you know, a human review boards. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what is an angle that I don't think has been covered? Does Jeffrey Epstein uh, find underage uh, 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 sex slaves for Chinese billionaires? Or is it just an American industry? Because we know uh, the, the UK government's involved. Yeah, well, I think that... Um, the most compelling theory I've heard so far is that it, it's largely about just kind of like the concepts of global elite and like almost like um, like it's not like a sexual thing for anybody involved in this. Like nobody's going there to fuck because that's what they're into. It's initiation. It's initiation, right? It's like how in the mafia they make you kill a guy so that they know that you're in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like, like an, an embedded FBI agent can't fucking kill somebody. So they're yeah. like, you got to kill somebody and then we know that you're not bullshit. And so with Epstein, it's like his job is to have awaiting underage girls so that like when Bill Clinton gets elected, somebody says to him, okay, we're not going to tell you what happens at Area 51 unless you fuck this child. Oh, fun scene coming. Bernie <laughs> Sanders being forced to fuck a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually nervous in this way. Oh my god! Fucking uh, Bernie Sanders at Bohemian Grove, <laughs> just watching them burn the owl. Just first like, of all, hail Moloch, <laughs> and in addition, all the rest of it. He's <laughs> fucking walking around naked at the hijinks and shit. It was a long con to get here, but it's good to be here with all of these hot fifteen-year-old broads. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what they tell you in the, in the you know when you get elected and they bring you to that back room and then you come out frowning? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like when, when they have those pictures of Obama like, doing like ah. <laughs> yeah. When Obama comes in and he's like, I'm gonna close down Guantanamo Bay and then he comes out and he's like, actually, I'm gonna have sex with a 15 year old. Game's changed. <laughs> I mean, they, I, I assume they just go back into that back room and they just switch out like their face. They clone them. They, yeah, uh, they switch my, out their face. My favorite Epstein conspiracy theory, and it's one that I came up with in my <laughs> own head while incredibly high, and then I saw someone else repeat it. Like, very like, powerful. Say, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I was in a very powerful frame of mind. I was watching Lifetime movies, and like, there was a pedophile <laughs> there too, and like, he got his. He, basically, I love Lifetime movies, and there was there was one about a pedophile who dies and kills a kid within the first five minutes. Wow. But Frank, so I was in the right frame of mind for like theory crafting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, obviously what happened is they cut off Joe Biden's face, put it on uh, Epstein, yes. replaced Joe Biden in Epstein's cell, had an assassin assassinate him so he couldn't tell anybody. Uh, and now we have uh, Epstein president. Is that why Epstein 
Is that why Joe Biden's making all these flubs? Because he's actually Jeffrey Epstein? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the other way around. It's why Joe Biden's going to suddenly stop making all these flubs. Oh, yeah. When he starts speaking really clearly and keeps licking his lips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's going to stop making all these flubs and write a fucking op-ed about why the age of consent needs to be lowered. But, I mean, I feel like... Dershowitz has that handled. Oh my god! And then all the fucking where does he fit in? All the Twitter libs are going to be like, yeah, actually, I think they should. Could you explain the ears thing some more? Because I heard about it a little bit from you, but uh-huh. I just want to know where the, <laughs> you know, where the evidence comes in. Well, so the the concept is, and that, again, this uh, is coming out a month later. <laughs> I feel like you know, at some point, we should talk about anime on this anime podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll get. There. Oh, we'll, we'll have get some there. anime news coming up. Don't you worry, it's coming up. Uh, <laughs> it's very yeah, anime so, related. So the idea of the ear thing is that essentially that like your ears are something that doesn't change a whole lot over the course of your life like Mm -hmm. they'll get bigger and smaller but like the actual shape of it will not change very much and so when you're trying to identify a body and again this is like not scientific this is just like what they say in conspiracy circles yeah i have no way to verify if this is true (laughs) but what they say is that your ear doesn't change and that's the thing that you want to look for when you're identifying a body uh that and dental records and, uh, Dental so, records make sense because those are bones. Yes, but we don't have access to that. So we have access to their sweet, sweet ears. Mm-hmm. And you look at those and you mm-hmm. say to yourself, well, those don't look like the same ears. And then you ask yourself, what do ears look like? <laughs> I don't really know how to identify an ear. And then you say, well, you know what? I'm fine with this. Jeffrey Epstein's ears are wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, so you you look at you look at the ears on his cell and they don't match his his historical ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a picture that's been floating around of his dead body, uh, and they show you the ears. This was also really big in the um, Stephen Avery thing, uh, which we brought up before because Katie's going to Las Vegas and uh, we got in trouble with like permits filming in the in the casinos. And I was like, it's really hard to get permits to film in a casino because that's why we never saw the footage of Stephen Avery going into his hotel room to shoot all those people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, Anyways, mm-hmm, uh, there were pictures mm-hmm. floating around of him dead in his hotel room and then people were looking at the picture of him with his girlfriend eating that comp sushi. And uh, uh, yeah, they were like, the ears don't match. It's not him. He's a spook. This is a thing, uh, you know. Well, I mean, the good thing about conspiracy theories is that there's always evidence if you look for it. Yes. I mean, you know, that, that's the great thing about the human mind. You can find patterns anywhere. You can mm-hmm. find, like, little bits of, you know, theory or whatever, or little bits of evidence that support any theory you can come up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, the... I don't want to get too deep down the Epstein rabbit hole because I'm not too familiar with all of, like, the insane details about it. Uh-huh. But, like... I think we just happen to live in a time where people are so rife for a good conspiracy theory that I feel as though every conspiracy theory is on the rise from flat earth to anti-vaxxing to climate mm-hmm. change conspiracy theories. Where like there's like there's the climate change Illuminati mafia that is trying to, and of course the Jews, the Jews are incredibly It's always the Jews. It, it yeah. always is. And so, I mean, I, I think Because that, who sells the air conditioners? <laughs> Think about it. That's, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I, uh, I assume I, I know who makes the maps that tell us the earth is, that the Earth is uh, round. You know who? Rand McNally. Rand McNally. Rand McNally. The Irish. <laughs> it goes all the, the way to the mops. The Irish. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's actually see, that's like that's that's the greatest trick the Irish ever played was convincing you it's the Jews who run the world, but it's actually the Irish behind. The everything. Irish have been the Jews the whole time. <laughs> Irish, I. <laughs> have you ever seen an Irish Jewish person? I have actually. <laughs> what? Well, it's a uh, being from Boston. It's our superpower. <laughs> well, 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 now, well, now you ruined the joke. So I have no. Way, I have <laughs> good job, Al. I've done it again. <laughs> ruined my 
my incredibly offensive punchline. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move on to anime news? I, I love anime. You can never really move on. Um, okay, so Chad, for your reference, uh, this is a dating site called AnimeMatch.com, a dating site for anime lovers. They have a section of it called Anime News, uh, where bullshit like this is posted and called Anime News, but actually is not Anime News at all. It's just the nonsense ramblings of a madman. <laughs> Who uh, was sure this platform was going to take off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so posted on it every day. What would you say is the is it, what would you say is like the the timbre of person who is makes a profile on AnimeMatch.com? Like, I I'd mean, say they're Katie Rose Leon. <laughs> <laughs> we made one for Katie, and uh, nobody matched with her because there's literally nobody else on this site. It's me and a picture of Katie, and nobody else is on this fucking site. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, they don't even have like farm like farm match numbers. No, 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 no. Nowhere near farmers. No, no, not even close. No, they wish. Farmers are, farmers need love. So anyways, this article is called Seven Step Guide, How to Have an Affair as a Complete Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) This is is designed exactly for me. (laughs) Oh, man. So this is the article you write after the fat wife article doesn't pan out the way you (laughs) hoped. have an affair (laughs) article about how fat your wife is getting doesn't doesn't fix the problem all right remember cheating is bad in any form (laughs) sadly (laughs) sadly there are millions of people around the world that do this on a daily basis now as if this fact alone wasn't enough they also get caught and mess everything up it's one Which thing is even worse. <laughs> it's one thing to man up and talk about it, and an entirely different story when you're keeping it a secret and eventually get caught red-handed. So today we'll talk about how to have an affair and act like a complete dumbass. <laughs> As you'll learn today, most men and women are pretty stupid when it comes to hiding their tracks. There are hundreds of surveys and researches online. That's how you say that. Yeah, there are many researches into this. I've been doing researches with many women at my office. Again, we're not saying that you should be a cheater and a person that refuses to come clean and take a hit from their spouse or partner. Treat this as some sort of a, quote, dummy cheater guide. Why, like, why do they not even try to turn it into anime? That's what I, like, oh, yeah, why like, don't they even just be like, like Bulma or something, and then just write the article? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned this was an, on an anime site, I guess an anime dating site. This has, they didn't even, there is, for people who can't see the website, because it is up on, you know, a screen, there was a picture of, like, anime at the top. Like, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that was the header of the article. You know, They'll the, use anime reference photos, but otherwise, they will never talk about anime again. Was it Second, more sweet boobs? Uh, no, this one is pictures of like just people. Oh, Se- all right. Second, I, I this is my favorite thing that articles do now. Where they just reference data that is theoretically out there, yeah. but they don't bother to. <laughs> oh, this guy is a huge fan of doing that. He loves sciences. Scores of research out there <laughs> as have said. Many researches have been done. Um. Okay, so uh, this is some sort of a dummy cheater guide. Interesting fact, on average, it usually takes three to four years to get caught, and the cheaters get busted on their third affair. Right, yeah, the many researchers have shown that. (laughs) Another fact, most (laughs) folks that are unfaithful in a marriage were unfaithful before sealing the deal. That's true, because they're liars. All right, now it's time to take a look at our list. How to have an affair as a complete idiot, the basics. Number one, Never delete your text messages. (laughs) 
This might sound ridiculous, but most people forget to clean their messages when they're having an affair. Almost 40% of the international cheaters. <laughs> the international cheaters anthem is my favorite UGK song. Oh, <laughs> Almost 40% of the international cheaters are being caught because of their trusty gadgets. I don't think it's good that they send you a plaque when you join, because then that's just at your house. <laughs> it's common for humans to worry about the most unthinkable things while neglecting the most obvious mistakes they make daily. A quick tip. Keeping the phone on you 24-7 or simply hiding it will raise suspicions. I have, I have three separate <laughs> cell phones. And, and, and no one has ever been suspicious of cheating. It's just like thinking I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> That's right. Number two, don't keep track of your own email. Statistically, approximately one-fifth of the cheaters were caught through, or rather because of, their email. If you keep checking your mail every five minutes and being shady when your boy or girlfriend asks what's so important about them, best believe you'll be caught soon. <laughs> this seems like a sting article. Like, doesn't this seem like a like a retribution? Maybe the maybe the heavyset anime wife from the previous article got back and is like, by the way, don't check your email if you're cheating. Give your wife your email, actually. <laughs> Plus, most folks just leave their emails open, and a new naughty message always <laughs> tends to pop up whenever their man or woman enters the room. Wait, so who's busted? Uh, quick question, though. I guess I, I kind of like phased out when you, you finished up the first. Why would you not want to delete your, your text messages? So this is if you were a complete idiot, this is how you'd have an affair. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, so, yeah, so this yeah. is what so not he's to saying, do. Yeah, what not to do exactly. So oh. delete all your text messages. Keep track of the your use email. of double negatives here is really throwing me off, yeah. and I'm trying to I, orchestrate. An affair. Just remember, I this feel- is how to have an affair as a complete idiot. Listen, I'm trying to nut in a stranger. <laughs> um, and like you frame this as a kind of a double negative situation. It's making it very hard to tell what to do and what not to do. Yeah, I will confusing. say this though: who the fuck is getting like emails from like their paramour? Like, like, who, yeah. like who's in 2019? This is like fucking like. Oh, by the way, make sure when the carrier pigeon shop, you know, yeah. bring, drops off your. Uh, like your latest rendezvous point, your fucking dead drop. That did you that you get rid of it. Be sure not to nail your messages to each other to the church door. <laughs> Where was the, the, that U.S. general got busted in an email cheating extravaganza? Petraeus. Petraeus. Wait, yeah. he's old. He's like, old as shit. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know how he's emails not on AnimeMatch.com. He's trying to send his uh, his grandson a GIF and instead sent him evidence of his affair. <laughs> um, okay, number three. Avoid telling the truth about where you've been. So again, the double negative. Tell the truth about where you've been. I don't know. Don't not tell them where. I feel you're fucking cheating, and I know it. I know I come across as dumb, but I, I feel like I can read pretty well. Um, even with all the spelling errors I make. And it's very hard. The, my reading comprehension skills are being tested quite hard by this fucking blog post on, yeah. on an anime yeah. dating site. Naturally, without any training, we, the humans... <laughs> <laughs> save author. Definitely save author is the last one. Never mind. Get confused when asked about her whereabouts. That's especially true for someone that's doing a bad thing. <laughs> so if you've been wondering how to have an affair and not get caught... Prepare yourself for some straight, cool answers. 
uh, can I just say real quick? Sorry to interrupt. I know it's gonna take forever, but I will say, like, I would imagine anything that's also not a human would also be confused about the, by the question. That's uh, true. Where have you yeah. been? Uh huh. If it could understand it, so like you know, if you ask your dog where have you been, it's not gonna give you a sort of like a fucking blueprint for. Yeah. Well, my current working theory is that the the proprietor of AnimeMatch.com is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they keep saying as a human yeah. in every article they write. Quote, where have you been is probably the most popular question partners ask each other. That's true. Yeah, you know how when you where get home, Melissa is always like, where have you been? What's you, for dinner? I walk through the door and she breaks a large dinner plate and asks the question, where have you been? And well, then uh, and then kicks you out and then you, you're outside and she's throwing your records she's out. She's throwing them the out and I'm like, babe, yeah. no, babe. Babe, come on. Not my Joplins. <laughs> Not my Joplins. Come on. I was out with my big red dog. I told you. <laughs> and then your saber tooth tiger just comes out and just runs to the house, locks the door yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be I'm careful, really, however, yeah. because in order for you to escape justice, <laughs> every single thing you say needs to check out, and that can be overwhelming. If this would have been a great place uh, to put a, like a photo. As, as someone who worked as an editor for a website, this would have been a great place to put a photo. Yeah, like you know, yeah, yeah. A, 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 like a maybe Lelouch from Code Gaius. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's always about escaping justice or some shit. You know, or even I don't know, uh, Sailor Moon, something something romantic. Yeah. This uh, just, or uh, uh, top. From the Justice Pal. Topo. The fuck they call you know, just something to break up the monotony of this. T- yeah, great, yeah, great yeah. advice. Uh, Topo so, is always uh, <laughs> cheating on his loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> under the uh, under the section, how to have an affair as a complete idiot, taking a step further. Number four, what? stand in the middle of a public spot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that almost 15% of the cheaters get caught in real action? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen some action. <laughs> yes, that's true. And in most cases... They get spotted in public places like restaurants, cafes, and such. (laughs) It actually hurts a lot more when you find your loved one just chilling in plain sight as compared to catching them with their pants down. That can't possibly be true. That is definitely not true. It's definitely much more hurtful to catch someone having sex. Yes. Well, what can we say? Sometimes people get too confident in their own ability to get away with things. Some of this language makes me think Hillary Clinton wrote this article. <laughs> I'm just chilling at the Del Taco with my boy companion. <laughs> I keep manga in my purse. <laughs> Number five, remember, your friends can tell on you. Okay, I'm, re- I'm actually really confused because this, this goes back and forth between the being actual advice and being yeah, like yeah, ironic. Yeah, yeah. It's confusing. This I'm trying to run confusing. an affair. About 5 to 7% of affairs end after a couple's mutual friend informs the wife-husband about the unfaithful one. Sometimes I regret getting all of my dating advice from AnimeMatch.com, <laughs> but I have to do it. I've come so far. No, you- As we just said, certain people aren't even afraid to share their great victories on the side with their BFFs. <laughs> In other times, the mutual friends victories. just see it all and take it on themselves to become the bearers of bad news. It always hurts, no matter how you learn about infidelity. But at the very least... You get some time to process it this way. The fuck? This I don't know what this is encouraging me to do anymore. That's, I don't that's know. not advice for cheating on your wife. That's advice for like if you've been cheated on and your friend tells yeah, you. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's gone the opposite way here. Uh, number six. How about making our? <laughs> 
How about making out right in front of your partner? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's trick advice. It's not rare for folks to get drunk and cheat right in front of their boyfriends (laughs) or girlfriends. Define not rare. That seems pretty rare. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be on the same bed, but definitely in the same house. What's... (laughs) <laughs> Other drunks tend to kiss and hug at a bar or like, another public isn't place. Isn't this getting specific enough? It's just like, write us a memoir. Just tell us what happened to you. Number seven, Kelly's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're simply too wasted to remember that they didn't go there alone. This definitely deserves to lead the how to have an affair like a dumbass list. And number seven, putting dirty stuff on iCloud? Why not? <laughs> the recent hacker attacks on celebrities and the leaks of their nudes online didn't really teach the regular folks anything. They're still <laughs> posting everything in the clouds. That's true. They're posting them in the clouds. <laughs> many researches show this. He's obsessed with plural. <laughs> Imagine how bad your partner will feel when they find out that you've been cheating through iCloud. <laughs> You've been cheating on me and using the cloud. This is another one of those incredibly stupid things to do in the technological age. When I found out you betrayed our love, I was upset. But when I went on the cloud and saw that it even befouled that fine institution, how do I feel as your wife? Besides, why keep naughty photos or videos anywhere in the first place? To jack off to. So you don't have to take new ones. Yeah, this person doesn't know. They don't know the real game of betrayal. <laughs> well, top ten anime betrayals. Karen! <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of the article? That is the end of the article. That was seven. More gold. Out of seven ways to cheat on your wife, I give it... Two ways to cheat on your wife. I'm kind of confused. It didn't really help me at all. <laughs> I'm in jail now. I don't think that's what the article wanted. If anything, I'm more confused about how to cheat on my wife than, you know, A, I don't have a wife. Second, all, <laughs> <laughs> the second it seems as though it, it was trying to get me caught. Yeah, it's a cheating yeah. on your wife psyop. <laughs> the CIA is behind this article. <laughs> Deep State is 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 dedicated to bringing uh, adulterers to light. Although that last piece of advice was the only practical piece of advice on this entire list. Was like, hey, you if your website if your um, computer uploads pictures automatically to the the, the home cloud, a la Alexa, you know you probably shouldn't upload nudes of your fucking uh, mistress. Yeah. <laughs> like, Alexa, put me on blast. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, uh, take away half of my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we talk about marks now? It just feels so good to have nailed it again. Episode 6, the first international. A very exciting time. Even before the show started, we all looked at each other and we said, well, this will be good. The yeah. first international, that's a big step for communism. That's, yeah. That was a, a verbatim quote, what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the year is 1867. As we said at the end of the last episode of these, uh, Karl Marx is old now. He's still daddy, but he has his hair blown back like he's in a, like, like he's Heihachi Mishima. 
you know? Yeah. He, the, although, even though he is old, he is not the fat Karl Marx that we know from pictures and real life. <laughs> he, he's still, like, you know, like, kind of... Definite gilf mode. Yeah. Like gilf he, mode Karl Marx. He reminded me of that, like, fucking... Uh, Silver Fox. That, like, that, that Pakistani dude who beat the shit out of that Nazi. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. The yes. 67-year-old man uh, beat up a Nazi somewhere. Again, this will come out a month from now. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of anime-related because the Nazi looked a little bit like Gar of the Desert, but... That's true. Yeah. Or Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> that makes this comment more anime-related than the entire news article we read for anime news. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1867, and people show up at Karl Marx's house. He's busy not earning money, and he's sitting at his desk looking at his large leather-bound books and saying, these cost so much, and yet I will never make any money. And Jenny Westphalen, who's older now, goes, good, please sell more of my family's things. <laughs> There's a knock at the door. It turns out it's everyone Karl Marx has ever met. Uh, they're all there. Uh, William Liebknecht is there, uh, head of the German Communist Party, and he yeah. says, Carl, we're going to have a first international. We thought it might be a really big step for communism. Would you like to come speak as a leader of men? And Carl goes, I don't know. I'm not a leader of men. And they're like, yes, you are. It's the name of the show. It's the, you're, you definitely are, Carl. I'm watching the anime. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is like is like uh, in the last episode when... Uh, uh, Carl's son dies and, and he's like I should stop making communism and everyone's like no please do not stop making communism people love communism <laughs> and in this one people show up and they're like hey I you know I, I'm not sure what's going on in your life I just wanted to make sure you're still not working yeah <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, nope, still not working. I think like, about starting Great. a business where, like, uh, I actually I do newspapers, but they cost money. No, don't do that. Do Carl. not do that. That's Carl. a terrible mistake. No, Carl. don't. Do not ever earn a fucking dollar. Please. Are you still printing in red on white so people can't read it? Keep doing that. Keep Carl. doing that. Uh, <laughs> oh, the red ink costs more. Oh, great, great, fantastic. <laughs> Karl Marx is essentially the the first prototypical a archetype of like the trash boyfriend. Yeah, the like, raccoon yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, the raccoon boyfriend. I mean, that's why his hair is done that way to you know give the give the appearance of a wild animal. Very big like <laughs> General Zayas. No, I'm sorry, Doctor Zayas vibes from the original Planet of the Apes coming from off of him. Yes, yes. Uh, but like in he, at the end of this episode, he's offered a job at least twice and just turns it down. He throws it away. He's Good like, jobs. Good. Jo- <laughs> I'm just really not about working. I'm like, aren't you like a communist? <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just don't do that kind of it, though. (laughs) I'm more of a thinker. (laughs) I think really well. Uh, uh, So he tries to turn them down, but they get him to do it. But this comment of anime podcast made me wonder, we've all heard of a raccoon boyfriend, but what about a raccoon boyfriend? Hey. Yeah, you got a big lumbering ox in the kitchen, he doesn't want to work, and he's always doing his poses. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's literally my life. <laughs> Chad, why don't you just do the dit? You shoot a beam out your mouth, <laughs> blow up the side of the house. Jace wouldn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my ex-boyfriend Jace. <laughs> he came a little fast. 
Or is Birder the fast one? They're both Damn the it. fast one. They're both the fast one? Yeah. Oh, thank Although goodness. Although Birder, I think, is the faster one. Birder, Birder's slightly faster. But. <laughs> Tired of these Jason Birders. Uh, <laughs> I need a slow, lumbering raccoon boyfriend. <laughs> La- ladies love a thick boy, I'm telling you. Someone thick who's not afraid to fight a boy. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty wild. Looking back on that, the, that anytime like, anyone like, fights Gohan, it's just uncalled like, doubly for. for him because at least like before him is Goldo and Goldo is like Gohan's size. Yeah, he's so the right like, size. Right, fine. Yeah, but like Raccoon is so gigantic that you're just like imagining. Come on, dude. I mean, you're literally yeah. imagining Chad just like fucking up a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me fucking up Caillou. For <laughs> <laughs> Not so strong now, are you, little man? Where are your blocks now, Caillou? <laughs> <laughs> Enemy of the people, Caillou. Um, I wish this show just had a bit more time to breathe so Marks could put more people on blast because a lot of this episode is Marks putting people on blast. So uh, he goes to a meeting and he does his catchphrase. He has a he has a trunk full of proletarians of the world unite shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, support live comedy. And he shows the trunk of shirts and everyone claps. And he's got one that's like, uh, uh, it's like a cat on a bicycle and everyone's like, well, that doesn't even say your name on it. He's like, yeah, but I mean, like, people buy a shirt with a cat on a bicycle. People just—it it just makes it looks good. It says Karl Marx comedy on the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good idea. He's got, he has a surprising amount of schemes. Like he's got hustles. There's none of them make money. Again, I relate to him so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, uh, what was that guy? Um, that comic who died a couple years ago. Who the one who to- killed his own mom? No, not the one who killed his own oh. mom. The older guy who, like, his whole bit was that he was just like, like, uh, and then sucks his dick. Oh, Alan Shane? Alan Shane, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like Marx would be like an Alan Shane type. <laughs> since he'd be like, uh, it would just always be like something about the workers. about workers of the world. <laughs> they can eat my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> There's an 80-year-old man we knew who followed us around to different events throughout the week every night and would wait hours in dead silence. He drove a taxi cab during the day, and then at the end of the day, he'd go to the pit loft or whatever, do the open mic, and he'd get on stage and he'd just be like, what a pussy doing in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, people always talk about how, like, yeah. the DSA and, like, Marx would not be dis- distraught by the current level of, like, you know, uh, socialism and communist discourse like on the left. It's actually, after watching this anime, surprisingly easy to imagine Marx like living in Brooklyn in 2019. Yeah, he oh, goes yeah. to like, so many DSA meetings. It's sure. like fucking like for, yeah. uh, delivering for Postmates, like a, sl- <laughs> a sleeve tattoo and like fucking going to DSA meetings and like posting shit and shit posting online. And Everything yeah. but the having kids. <laughs> that's, that's what you did back then. Yeah, like he, yeah, like he would yeah, be, yeah. He would be poly in a heartbeat. He'd be like poly vegan fucking marks. He'd have a poly cool. Fucking like showing up at DSA meetings, like announcing his tendency before he says something. <laughs> <laughs> like demon souls? Like what? Everything but the uh, people clapping at these meetings is strong DSA vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark sets off a 48-hour fucking screed on, on, online about whether you should be allowed to clap or not, ending in, like, a Quillette article written by Ingalls and fucking... <laughs> Again, this was a month ago. 
<laughs> yeah, so Marks plays the DSA convention. Everyone claps. They decide they're going to elect 50 people to the communist working group. <laughs> and they do it, and Marx is like, "Good, I will never help. I just show up at these. I show up at these, and I tell people they're fired, and that's what I do." And so he's uh, at home on his big wooden desk. And the thing is, and I know this is an unreasonable thing to think, but I'm watching his house, and I'm thinking, like, for someone who's never had any money his entire life, he has, like, a nice office set up. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's got, like, nice, wide desks with a dark wood to them. I assume Engels is just sending him furniture at some point. Mm-hmm. Big bookcases. And so he's at his Karl Marx bookcase and he gets a letter from Jenny Westphalen. and he's trying to write and he's like, not right now. And she goes, it's a letter. Abraham Lincoln has died. And then he doesn't look at it and it's just like, well, that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of explain that Karl Marx likes, he doesn't like slavery. Yeah. And so... When uh, Lincoln died as a victory for slaveholders, and that Marx is against that as a communist. But again, missed opportunity does not mention he had an actual correspondence with Abraham Lincoln for years fighting against slavery and speaking out against it, which is prime propaganda material. It's a substitute teaching class. You have yeah. to throw that in there. Well, I mean, it's funny because, you know, you mentioned that in a lot of, well, not a lot, but a few times over the past month or so. Uh, people have brought up at least again. Uh, this was a month ago. Uh, the 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 lead editor in chief of Quillet again. Uh, her name her name escapes me, but she didn't wash her hands after shitting. Um, oh yeah, that one. Um, she she proudly is anti hand washing. The, the the latest trend amongst anti vaxxers. Um, like she posts about how Marx is into phrenology, and some people have pointed out how Marx was kind of like you know he believed in race science. And like what that conveniently leaves out is that yeah, but in two and like in 1850, everyone believed in race. That science. was a that, science that was, back then. Yeah, just just, regular science. We just called it. We just called it anthropology back then. And <laughs> there were so, many researches about it. Yeah, so it wasn't like it really wasn't a matter of whether or not you believed in like the different races were species. It was a matter of whether you believed that they should be enslaved or not. Like that's like that's what separated you know the the good people from the bad people back then. It's like yeah. The people were still grappling with the idea that skull shape was not fucking uh, indicative of intelligence or capacity for culture. But, you know, that's not a justification for believing in that shit in 2019. No, it's a surprise 150 years later. So a lot of things are different. Bicycles have two same-sized wheels now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very different time. Scary time. Scary time. What a time to be alive. Like and subscribe. Um, let's see. What are we at next? So so he's very mad about Abraham Lincoln, and he doesn't look at his wife at all while ranting about him, which I just thought was very funny from an animation point of view. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like I do that when I'm playing video games, and Karl Marx does that when he finds out Abraham Lincoln was murdered. Um Next scene, we alluded to this before. Karl Marx is at his house, and uh, he gets an envoy from the German government from Bismarck himself. And they say, hey, things are going really well in Germany right now. We're like, uh, we're doing wars with France, and we think it's kick-ass, and I'm fucking, uh, everything's doing really well. We're going to be an empire. And so we were wondering, even though we kicked you out... 
would you want to work in a government will give you lots of money? And Karl Marx is like, ew, money! <laughs> no fucking way! <laughs> Karl Marx isn't like money. He just likes expensive things. Yeah. Which is His kind expensive of... tastes. <laughs> he has like real like a, like a side girlfriend energy to him. <laughs> he, does. He, he is, you know, honestly, he has, a, he has very diva energy. He's, he, he starts a lot of fights. He could, I could see him like on a Kardashian show. Like, <laughs> You know, dating Chloe or dating like fucking uh, the other one. Yeah, yeah. They all have yeah, names. Yeah. That's over K. Chloe's complaining about like bags, and then Carl comes in and he's like, "Social reactionaries and fascists are around the block." <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they all like make an app together. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. Have you guys yeah. seen it? No, I don't. Yeah, know. improv. <laughs> we're doing it. We've taken a class. <laughs> yeah, now we're getting our money's worth. Okay, so, yeah, so Bismarck asked Marx to do it. Marx has a line about, like, my pen knows not what I will write, and to write negatively about Bismarck is in the pen's interest. <laughs> and they're like, okay. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so uh, Marx goes out and yells in the park for a while, and everyone claps at him because that's what happened everywhere he went. And then he meets up with Tom. From the last episode, remember Tom? Tom was an orphan boy uh, who wanted to know about the, the relationship of surplus value for no reason. Yes. He definitely real historical character, Tom, <laughs> no last name. I mean, so, he, I just assumed it was Tom York. Yeah, it was Tom York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look into it. Uh, Look into Tom York. So he meets up with Tom, and Tom's like, hey, I'm an adult, and I love communism now. I'm actually in the British Communism Committee, and, you know, they're doing the Paris Commune. I'm thinking, I don't know... I might go to the Paris Commune. And Marx is like, that's a great idea. Bring a gun. (laughs) 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 And so uh, he immediately goes. And we're just watching this going, oh, no, Tom. I was expecting that scene to be like... um uh, him being like, I want to go to the Paris Commune, and, and Marx is like, that's great. I have a lot of money. <laughs> and anime, it anime Marx is not afraid to get other people's hands dirty. No, no, he's not. He's uh, that kind of juicy bitch who just uh, sends Tom to the Commune, and uh, Tom goes out. He gets uh, his hat knocked off in a trench. Oh, yes. And this is... This Unbelievable was a, We all scene. laughed at this. So Huge pop in the room. <laughs> So his hat falls off uh, because it gets shot off, and he's like, "That's a close one." And then there's this other soldier smiling behind him with like this poorly animated look of like, "Oh, I found your hat!" And then gets his brains blown the fuck out, and we all died. It was so funny. His face was just prime not dying face. It's it's very hard to describe how poorly animated the Karl Marx anime actually is, but it's- also how like perfect the comedic timing of people dying <laughs> consistently is. It looks a lot like when you lose a fight in Advance Wars. <laughs> they just go flying. It was very sudden, like like death tends to be in war. It was that's, just, how, that's what it's like. You know, he just smiled at him. They had a little bit of chemistry going on, and then like, boom, no scope headshot. They have another scene where Tom is fighting off 20 uh, reactionary guards. He kills two of them, and then immediately writes a letter to Karl Marx yeah, in the barricade. Just like not even looking at like, yeah, I think I got him. I miss your cooking. And Jenny was nice. Pop, 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 pop. And then he tries to go to the mailbox and he gets his leg shot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so just to update the historical narrative here, the provisional government in France, after fighting the Prussian War, uh, sends 130,000 soldiers to crush the commies because they found out Tom is there and Tom can fuck off. <laughs> and so everyone in the entire city gets murdered because that's what happened in real life. So oh, wait, wait, wait. I skipped a very juicy thing. There's a part before they get crushed totally where the soldiers are sitting in a circle and this one goes up to Tom and goes, I've never touched a girl before. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then there's a pause and everyone laughs at him. Well, yeah, so he's like really sad and like sitting there and, and Tom goes up to him and he's like, don't worry, dying isn't scary. And he's like, it's not that. It's that I've never had sex before. And then everyone laughs and then the scene cuts. And the first, that's how the first incel was born. But we don't, we don't ever find out if he was a wrist cell or a gym cell. Like what his yeah. sort of what his EV what his EV uh, evolution of incel actually was. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, he was a getting blown away cell, and uh, he got to live out that dream immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Tom, there's a bunch of dudes having a good guy time. <laughs> it's a real bro down over the Paris Commune until it isn't. So they uh, bring the Gatling gun out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they bring one of the the, the crank Gatling guns. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, it's really cool. I was expecting to have like a you know like a little like a monkey like an organ grind. Right, like, because it's monkey. like a monkey could do. That's why I like it. It's like a monkey dancing next to like the guy. <laughs> 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 <A little> <laughs> organ. <laughs> Just tipping his little fez at you every time you die. <laughs> your ideology goes against human nature. <laughs> uh, so they're crushed by just the entire weight of. Europe all at once and Tom dies and Marx is in his house frowning and he writes a book called The Civil War in France about the Paris Commune and he gets sad because his fake son died after his real son died and damn R.I.P. That part was sad. Yes. Yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, Tom was kind of a bullshit character. I mean, I don't... Like, How he, can you say that about Tom after everything no we've been name. through? No last name Tom, for who I know could have been some sort of, like, weird boy lover of fucking <laughs> Mar- of anime marks. Tom, who mocked that guy who'd never had sex. <laughs> People only pretend to be interested in Marxism for, to, like, for flirting anyway, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, it pans out. That's true. Tom's probably a gentrifier... Tom, you know what I'm saying? Tom's yeah. last act before being shot in the head by fucking like uh, the, by the bourgeoisie was to write like a sexy letter to a sexy letter to Mark. Then they did all of the fucking Prussian soldiers just read it out loud to each other laughing. Yeah, yeah, they la- <laughs> they read it and laughed. Uh, but Marx does eventually get it, and he reads it out loud, and it makes him sad. And then he's writing at his desk, and Engels comes in, and Engels is like, "Hey, maybe we should do more communism." And Carl goes, "I don't know. I think it's time to self-crit. When's the last time we read a book by a woman author?" <laughs> <laughs> Does yours count? Oh, oh yeah, he oh, says damn. that. They get do dabs. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> Bakunin should have thrown him that shit. <laughs> I got your ass, Carl. Um, so we've had enough time for self-crit. We experienced the love and life of Tom. Tom is blown to fucking smithereens. Uh, it's 1872. It's time for the first international. And, you know, the whole room's getting hyped for this. Katie was asleep at this point. <laughs> um so uh, we're all getting hyped. The, all the communists are there. Marx, Engels, Bakunin, 
Bakunin's friends who we don't meet by name. And the rest. And the rest of it. So they invite Marx, a special guest speaker, and they're like, Carl Marx, do you have anything to say? And then like he does every time he gets a microphone, he's like, this guy is bullshit, <laughs> and he should fucking leave our team. <laughs> and Bakunin stands up and is like, I made the peaceful social Democrats because the direction of the Communist Party is greatly lacking. And then like three people clap. And then Mark says something around the lines of, yes, but you inspired a bunch of clown asses who prance around with their clown ass. And then way more people clap. I mean, it's, it's worth mentioning that this anime does a good job of, you know, demonstrating that Marx was kind of a terrible organizer, uh, kind, of a, kind of a dick and kind of a drama queen. Great showman. Uh, yeah, he does not like being heckled. No, he does not like being heckled. He does not like even the idea of you thinking about heckling him and will eject you from communism before yeah. it happens. Comedian owns Bakunin. <laughs> and then he says, hey, everybody, let's vote this clown ass out of our group. And they all clap again. Most of the show is him uh, uh, owning someone and then everyone clapping. It's happened to every episode. <laughs> at least the targets are bigger now because before he was just like at a bar doing goodwill hunting yeah <laughs> <laughs> and now this is like at least his own convention so he's really worked up in the world uh, so he does that they eject all the social fascists everybody says good uh, we got we got Bakunin fuck Bakunin and then uh, uh, he gets interviewed and they're like David Frum from the Atlantic I'm here to interview you about being Karl Marx does it kick ass and he's like hell yeah <laughs> I didn't know the Atlantic existed that far back. Did you? Is that what it was called? It might not be the exact same magazine. I mean, it seems like a pretty generic magazine name. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the same I mean, one. the New Yorker goes that far back. I mean, well, it's going to be closed down in a few months, but... <laughs> no, no, no. So maybe unions aren't so great. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, just a, bit, a sort of a broad, uh, broad comment about the, the Marx anime. It, it does, as you mentioned before we watched it, have that sort of... I'm a substitute teacher. I'm hungover. I'm going to put this on because these little bastards won't stop yelling at me vibe. You know, 10th grade, 10th grade social studies vibe. Part of, partly because the anime, the animation looks very cheap. Uh, it looks very much just like cheap animation, but also partially because it jumps around so much. Yeah. It's like it jumps around in time and it kind of expects you to be able to fill the gaps in yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is a crazy thing to think, because this is uh, history from 150 years ago, and it's all b-b-boring. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it sucks. Make a Mao anime of him taking scalps. Bakunin should have challenged fucking Marx to a game of Beyblade. That would be fucking awesome. Ryan Miller, first international. That's how Yugi would have solved that shit. Oh, dude, they really need to make a Mao anime, because this is unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Mao banishes all the landlords to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking rips open a hole to the dead zone. Yeah, he had Mind to do the, the long march to achieve his bonkai. <laughs> um, so the a, a guy who inter- who runs a magazine called The Atlantic interviews Karl Marx, and Karl Marx tells him to keep struggling, little homie, and then it ends, and that's it, and that's it. That's the episode. It ended quite abruptly. I it will did. Say yeah. Uh huh. I thought there would be more. I don't know who that interviewer was or what the point of him was. Yeah, nope. or why he said no. Honestly, if you were trying to like popularize communism in the wake of a massacre, you would think you'd want to speak to an interviewer. <laughs> yeah, but it just shows his like celebrity status. No interviews. No drama. No I'm, press. No paparazzi today. I'm, I'm Big yeah. Carl. <laughs> 
I'm meeting Lady Gaga for brunch. I'm detoxing. I'm detoxing right now. Okay. So that's another episode of The Leader, episode six. Each episode better than the last. (laughs) Out of one communist star. Uh, Jeremy Hammond, what do you give this one? Gotta give it one communist star. Yeah, nice. Me too. <laughs> Chad, out of one communist star, how do you review this episode? I would give it, uh, I was kind of ambivalent about it to begin mm-hmm. with. Uh-huh. I mean, it was great, but the headshot really sealed it for me. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. Great comedic that part timing. Was amazing. Absolutely gratuitous. Was there for no real reason. <laughs> and so that's how I like my violence. Um, you know, so I'd give it one. Yeah, one, I think it is a perfect score, again, for the perfect anime from the perfect nation, the People's <laughs> Republic of China. It has never done anything wrong, and um, uh, the people in Tibet are lying. Yeah. Okay, the so that's The freest what country on the earth. It's the freest nation in the world, because it followed Karl Marx so directly, <laughs> and believes in freedom of the press. Um, okay, so that's another episode of Karl Marx. Any, any uh, resounding comments here? Anything we just want to say? I will say it didn't, you know, if it was written as a way to get more children interested in communism, I think it's successful. It <laughs> makes me want to learn more about Karl Marx. Even from the, It makes me want to watch the rest of them, definitely. It makes you want to turn your, it's like it's something you do when you turn your chair backwards and go, you know who else is pretty cool? Karl Marx. Yeah. <laughs> and then the this kids like have a, to learn about Like him. a communist youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you know who knew how to rap? <laughs> Frederick Engels. Um, and I would like to take this moment to thank our sponsor, Chinese Blue Chew. <laughs> Where is this going? Certainly. Do you have a hard time staying erect but in China? <laughs> Check out Chinese Blue Chew. Different than other blue chews because the government monitors your boner. <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> To choose it, lover, never without a rubber Never in the sheets like it on top of the cover Money on the dresser, drive a compressor Top notch, get the most, not the lesser Trash like the for $40 in the club Up the game, she gets no love She be cross country giving all that she got A thousand a pop, I'm pulling billions off the lot I smashed up the gray one, bought me a red Time we hit the parking lot, we turn head. Some wanna choose, but them just too scary. You chose me, you ain't a pimp, you a f-
decisions with precision I pick or make my selection on who I choose to be with Girl, don't touch my protection I know you won't let to slip But slipping is something I don't do Tipping for life That's like making it rain every month on schedule Let me tell you, get your parasol umbrella Cause it's gonna get better Better prepare you for the sea support She's supposed to spend it on that baby But we see she does Ass, Paul McCartney The lawyers couldn't stop this Slaughter, slaughter of them pockets Had to tie to a rock Send her into outer space I know he wish she could Cause he packing 20k a day That b**** is eating good Like an infant on a double D Just getting drunk Cause you miscalculated The next to the, the last bump Dump, dump in the gut From the giddy up, better choose the right one or pick, pick the kitties up. Why you had to do this, man? We had a we had a pimping dynasty, man. A pimping dynasty. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool, but you know, I'm happy for you.